0: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America N.A. Member FDIC. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. Celtic stuff live.
1: Welcome to Celtics Stuff Live on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for your Boston Celtics, John. Let's just get right into it. I didn't even introduce us. We're skipping right over it. I'm so excited. The fact that this team is four and two is just, it's really incredible. And they've had injuries. Marcus Morris is still out. Marcus Smart missed a little bit of time. Now he's back. And obviously Hayward's going to be out extended and we'll get into the uh, disabled player exception and the things that the Celtics applied for and got approved and that it doesn't lock them into that. We'll get into all of that. However, how many years in a row now have we watched this team struggle with even some returning players last year struggle out of the gate due to injuries and not be able to put wins up? And I know they had a couple of... I don't want to say softballs, but they had a couple of teams, you know, in, on the schedule this past week that you would have expected wins. We broke it down, but Milwaukee took the first game against them. And then the Celtics go and, and play the first game. And I don't know, over 30 years or some craziness in the mecca and steal a win on the road. So since you and I last talked, the Celtics haven't lost the uh, young rookie Jason Tatum continues to play above expectations and. You know, I don't want to jinx it because they're only four and two. But how ironic would it be with a almost completely new cast of characters this season? Uh, only, what, four players were returning. Almost entirely new cast of characters. How ironic would it be for them to struggle with injuries, a major injury, literally five minutes into their season, and wind up having a hotter start than they have the last two?
0: <laughs> That's nuts! It doesn't make any sense. They're tied when this releases tomorrow morning. The Celtics will be tied for first place in the Eastern Conference. Who I, I the ten, thunk it ten days ago. I mean, I honestly thought if they were two and four uh, at this point, you wouldn't be surprised. But here we are, <laughs> ten days in. They're they're four. They've won the last four, and I think. there's been a mix of gutty wins The 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 Sixers win was a gutty win the first win I thought that the the uh, the heat win was another kind of gutty win clearly they were the better team missing you know with the heat missing Whiteside, not having that you know that all-star player that they need but there those are sandwiched around I think a really impressive win in Milwaukee and you know the Knicks they're terrible but The, the Milwaukee win in particular, I think was really impressive for, just as you said, you know, to be the third, the second game of the season to to lose to Giannis. And Giannis still had a really good game. Let, let's not, so did Horford. So did Horford. Horford matched him and really probably exceeded him on both ends. Uh, and then you had Kyrie being just otherworldly. And that was enough. That's what they needed. That was impressive for an entirely different perspective. They came, you know, two nights off of a, an amazing play uh, from their rookies in, in Brown, or I should say Tatum, and their second-year player in, in Brown, and those guys could do nothing well against the Bucks. But the stars carried them through, and I thought that was going to be how this team succeeded through in the opening months here without Gordon Hayward. But to see that over this course of four wins, really going back to the Sixers' win. That's very impressive, and as you said, compared to where we've been in last years, and the amount that Brad does use his bench, he's using everybody almost. Save Yaboselli, save, you know, Bird, he's using everybody else, and they're getting W's. Yeah, and their defense. Uh Their
1: defense is really exceptional when you, when you consider the injuries and when you consider the young cast of characters. I mean, we talked about the depth of this team and then look at what they've did the last several seasons defensively, how they, you know, went from being a really dominant defensive team to then mediocre bottom of the lower pack anyway, lower third, while offensively they took off. Now you have this group of players who haven't played together hardly at all and the team is one of the top defensive teams in the NBA this speaks to everything that we previewed at the beginning of the year with the team having so much flexibility length the ability to you know switch positions easily and and rotations on defense also when you talk about players like Brown and Tatum Tatum plays Very smart, and I think he's exceeded expectations. But both of those players play athletically on the defensive end, and I think that covers up for some of those rookie mistakes or second year. I mean, Brown's really defensively got it pretty pulled in. But their quickness and athleticism, they make up for a lot of that, and that length, they're not trying to hide – the Isaiah Thomas defensive mismatch that's always come up the last several seasons. And I'm not trying to pick on him, but let's go to Kyrie Irving as well. I think in this system he's playing better defensively than you would expect. The effort's there. Like, even when he goes to close out the shooter beyond the arc, he is hustling out there. And that means that he's really embraced that, whatever it was in the preseason when Brad, well, we'll see about his defense. You know, he kind of took that little shot at him. But I'll be honest with you. I don't think we can be, I mean, is he an all world, all NBA defender? Is he going to make the first, you know, team or second team? No, he's not. But is he putting in the effort? Is he helping become one of the reasons that the team is solid defensively? Absolutely. I mean, I'm not, I'm not disappointed. I don't feel like he's getting blown by on routine basis.
0: I think, I think that's a, that's very true. He's not going to be, uh, you know he's not going to be Avery Bradley. You know one on one locking guys down. That's just not who he is. But damn, if he's not doing his job, he's leading the team in deflections. He's getting his hands on the passing lanes. He's creating enough havoc so that the passes are are getting tipped. They're getting they're going the right direction. I think that that that's the been the most pleasant surprise. The rookie, well. I don't know Tatum Tatum's defense probably is the Tatum best Tatum is surprise. by far the most pleasant <laughs> can't, surprise can't say
1: that. and everybody gets geeky for a rookie right and so when yeah. he's yeah. blocking shots getting rebounds flying oh. you know for a guy his size and I know everybody wants to say he's not the most athletic but I see why the comparisons to Paul Pierce here because he's so smooth, but you see him get out on the break who, who that size has that kind of a handle and leaping ability. I get it. The explosion may not be there, but he's in so much control that even if there are other players that are quicker laterally than he is because his handle is there and because he knows what he's doing before he does it. And that polish and that polish is NBA level polish. That's not college polish. When he crosses over and the brakes super fast like that and changes speeds, that's NBA polish. That is just an incredible surprise for anybody who likes to watch young players do well. And, you know, that comparison against Foltz is really looking to be in our favor uh, in a big way.
0: I... Let's put a pin in that. I want to come back to that later because there's, there's a lot we can talk about with the Sixers and they're handling of All points. right, we'll just put the pin um, in right there. Put the pin in right there, and we'll we'll circle back later on. <laughs> um, just talking defense. Let's go back to D for a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I think Tatum being a separate category. I, I will say this about Tatum. I would not have thought he would be the best defender out of all the rookies, which clearly he has been. And by the point save metrics, and you look at those, all those Twitter, uh, everyone posts the, the, uh, NBA math, uh, headshots of where people fit on the graph. And he's far and away the, the best of the point saved. Um, would not have seen that. His deflections, I mean, he's another guy creating deflections all over the place. Um, create, you know, just everywhere. He's just, and he's aware his positioning is really, you know, next level in terms of being what six games into his career. But how about that
1: offensive rebound and tip in, in the last oh, yeah. game they played. I mean, that was just, now they were, Miami was sleeping a little bit on the glass in that particular play, but I don't think they expected him to sneak in. I think there was three players that actually were closer to the rim than he was, but because they didn't really coordinate that effort, he just jumped right up there and, and just nice lay in. Really nice, smooth touch there.
0: He had the seal going before the shot was, was still in the air. They had no idea it was going. No one does that and, and, and well, good players do it. The Barkley's, the, the guys who are those amazing, you know, next level players in terms of rebounding, they do that. I'm not sure that he's going to be that guy, but I like it. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to turn my nose up at it. It's good stuff. Um, going back though to Kyrie and back to the defensive overall effort. Um, I, I'm, I'm just so impressed with the fact that he's, Kyrie's at that, that, Modest, you know, reliable level. He's using his length. Uh, he's not getting blown by. Like you said, he's not going to be this amazing, uh, you know, all world defender, but he's more than adequate. And as I said, those, those deflections, those hands in the passing lanes, I think that is going to set up the rest of the team to do good stuff. That's why we're seeing, you know, Brown gain some, some, some steals and Horford. It's creating opportunities for other players. So not only is he trying to, and I think he's done a great job of this, particularly um, in the uh, the game against uh, the Heat and, and against the, I should say, creating the in the Bucks game, creating out shots for Horford, creating opportunities for his teammates, and not in the he's not going out and scoring thirty and getting three assists. He's going out and getting twenty two, twenty three, twenty five, and getting seven, eight, nine assists. That to me, that's that's the evolutionary. Kyrie um, that's that's round earth Kyrie not flat earth Kyrie <laughs> that's round earth Kyrie and and he had to go to Brad Stevens to become round earth Kyrie
1: <laughs> third rock from the sun <laughs> yeah round earth Kyrie I like him welcome to Boston thank you for assimilating um, you know it is kind of a collegiate uh, city around there so Absolutely. I will just say this Also, I, we've gotta go a little end of the bench, and roster construction, I
0: know where you're what going.
1: Danny did, because,
0: absolutely man,
1: Baines over Johnson is a no-brainer, and secondarily, even Tice, I know mm-hmm. we got to see Kelly O'Linnick this week, and Kelly, you know, still does that nice magic underneath the rim, and you see mm-hmm. him kind of get in back door with a couple of cuts, and there's a lot to like. He did that, you know, uh, show-and-go move, took a mm-hmm. couple of steps into a wide-open look, and it off the back of the rim. You know, that's I, – I I loved Kelly, but the defense, when they need some length and they need some shot blocking and they need a guy who, you know, is going to just go up against somebody who's a little more muscly. I mean, Baines will give up his body. And I'm not saying Amir Johnson wouldn't, oh. but it is a completely <laughs> different outcome
0: when he does. Oh, insert photo of him, you know, trying to stop Giannis. I mean – Nobody does that, right? Nobody does that in the NBA. Nobody is willing to take the pride hit to be the guy who's going to get posterized. And you know what? He he threw his body in line because so he said, "I'm not letting Giannis throw this down over me and my teammates." He he stood up. And kudos to him because it looked bad when his he was faced. Can we down talk the about ground. the posterizing
1: sure. thing? Play the yeah. damn game. Play the damn game. You You don't worry about getting posterized.
0: Exactly. Really?
1: Oh, I don't want to be on YouTube tomorrow. Get out of here. You're paid a lot of money. This whole, that, that's, that's head in the wrong place kind of stuff.
0: Oh, he he got killed. He's dead. RIP. You know what? Like grow up. Like play defense, right? That's the, that's what you do. Like, so what? You dunk on him. You go get two on the other end. You, You cut out, cut him out underneath. I mean, this play the game. Play the game. Don't give me this. Oh, we can't, you know, we can't try to defend the rim because it's, it's going to hurt his pride. No, screw your pride, man. Play basketball. That's what it's about. And I agree. Like Baines, kudos to Aaron Baines, him and whatever he's packing. We love Aaron Baines. Uh, (laughs) it's, I mean, it's, it's great. It's great. And so, we got Baines, we got Tice, and I, I agree with you. Tice did nice job. Nice job in the, uh, in the, in the pick and roll there in the second unit. Are you surprised with, with how Marcus? fluid
1: he is when Very he's nice. trying to get into the, like, I know he's not going to score 12, 15 points a night, anything ridiculous mm-hmm. like that, but are you kind of surprised at how smooth he's sometimes, like, he's got some moves with the ball. I'm surprised how much he can dribble, and I'm, and again, I'm only comparing him to other big men that play more traditionally. I know he can yeah. run and I get that, but he's still more of a traditional style big. He's got a little bit of ability to stretch the floor, but I'd still say most of his strengths are more traditional strengths for a guy who plays power forward slash center in the NBA. And I, I was pleasantly surprised with some of the moves that we've seen him, you know, try to, he doesn't always finish them, but I think he should keep trying because I think one of the things that I like about this team, I know we didn't see it as much with the Bucks, but you can see Kyrie taking a back seat to let other people grow. And, and against those lesser opponents, that was absolutely the case. Even the Miami game, like he had some really sick moves in that game, but he also had some horrendous air balls. Like it didn't seem like he really was into it. They had Marcus Smart out there uh, in the fourth quarter, uh, bringing the ball up the floor as well. So they moved Kyrie off ball. And you can see him letting uh, – let trying to let others get involved but i think the thing we did see in miami which is also encouraging is once the game was kind of close when it shouldn't have been they turned it back over to kyrie and he got it done and closed mm-hmm. out the game for him and that's exactly what you want to see lots of room for growth and at the same time when the game's on the line he's going to get it done
0: yeah i i think i think part of it i loved the end in terms of his ability to finish but i think that what let Miami kind of come back into that game was really symptomatic of the fact that the Celtics they still don't have that connection. And we're going to see against the Spurs on Monday night how how cohesive this group is because that's where the Spurs really can can drive wedges into it. Um they're not there yet and and I think it could be a hard time for them against the Spurs because they just don't they don't have that kind of that familiarity that we saw with last year's group. And why should they at this point, of course? But the ball movement was a little sticky. Um, You know, a lot of people looking for their own shot. And and I'll give Kyrie, I think Kyrie should be looking for his shot. But there's times when you feel like, yeah, just try to get one or two passes, you know, instead of just coming and jacking it. That that run where they they missed three threes in a row, that was started with a a Kyrie heat check Um, on the right, Elbow, you know, the right to foul line extended. Then was it Tito and then Horford or Horford and then Tito? Either way, you know, that, those three straight possessions where we get zero and they got points on the, on the other end, that really made the game close at the end. Really shouldn't have had to have Kyrie's heroics had they kind of just run a regular, you know, well, you know, well run offense. They've got to find a way to get more guys involved. Um, yeah, Brown wasn't having a great game. Tatum, I think, was getting points and being productive in limited uh, stretches. But they really weren't moving the ball well. And I think Brown is not like of on the in, side. Yeah, they need to the get Bucs better game, on that end of it.
1: In the Bucks game, the way that the offense definitely flowed through Horford. And aggressive Horford, we saw many glimpses of him, of him again this week. But I don't know if he was quite as aggressive in the Miami game. And that's what I mean about turning it on, turn it off. And I think they look at the opponents and try to do some different things. And they knew Milwaukee was a tough one, so they lean on Kyrie and Al. But to the point of the bench being a little thin and still Marcus Morris being out, they, I think they know that they have to figure out a way to rest some players while still having them on the floor at the same time. And the only way to do that is to decrease those touches. But it's going to cause periods where the offense isn't clicking and as long as the team is focused on defense during those stretches I think they'll be able to weather the storm if the game starts to get out of control even look at the third quarter and the end of the second half of that game against Miami it was like the Celtics went up and then Miami kind of closed it then the Celtics went up and Miami closed it and the Celtics went up again it was one of those games where a couple of years ago when you're battling against a Cleveland and you're hanging around in the game, you know you're being toyed with. And I kind of felt like that in the Miami game. To your point, it wasn't pretty, it wasn't beautiful, etc. But I feel like they knew what they were going to do if they – you know, needed to push that lead up. And they did it every single time. Remember how many times last year they would give up that lead and then they would be down by 10 by the time the fourth quarter started? We haven't seen that this year, and I don't think we will. And it's because I think that the team really is in a lot more control. Kyrie and Horford, again, what we saw them do, really amazing. its I don't want to get beaten this drum too much this year, but – That what if with Gordon Hayward is is huge because now we're seeing what you know contributions of young players were able to do in those games and that they're closing them out and I wouldn't do you think that Kyrie was leaned on as much in Miami as Isaiah Thomas was in sixty percent of the fourth quarters last year? No
0: way, no way. That was that was a much more democratized um, effort, I think, against against Miami, and I and I think that that's. Part of that's leaning on more on smart. I think they don't, they didn't have a guy like Jason Tatum a year ago. You know, I think that the ability Jason Tatum has in scoring points with only limited opportunities. I mean, he, (laughs) he's getting free throw attempts like, like nothing. It's like water. I mean, that's when you have the mark of a special scorer when they can, you can think that they're not taking any shots or many shots whatsoever. And this you look at the score sheet at the end, hey, he still had twelve. Hey, he still had I mean he hit twenty points. <laughs> I mean, what do he what do you have? Six 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 for nine shooting? I mean, that's yeah. that's nuts. You know, and he just has an ability to to get the ball in the basket. And it's not it's not a, a what you know? Some of the comparisons we always oh, like Rudy Gay. That's not Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay was not playing defense like this at any point in his career. We'll see tomorrow if he's made that change going to San Antonio. But this is a different animal we have with with Jason Tatum. And I think that to your point. The, the change in the dynamic in terms of the team and having a player of that caliber or, or, you know, Jalen Brown kind of going up as a player, a, a renewed and, um, I guess integrated Al Horford. Were you just
1: about to do your you Bill
0: Walt- Walton impression?
1: <laughs> renewed. renewed. I knew it was coming. When you said renewed, <laughs> I was like, that almost came renewed. out in Bill Walton voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's how well. That's how long we've been doing this. I even know when you don't do something, but you were thinking it the whole. Time. I was thinking it. I, I was know.
0: It. I know. <laughs> the renewed. I was, there, I was there with the dead in Altamont in '73. We had a calicopia of all kinds of sounds coming at us did i ever tell you when bill walton met the jerry garcia for the very first time okay we're done we're done yeah. with this no, let's, let's, let's move on that's the second appearance let's, from let's bill walton this season let's, We've never <laughs> <really> got... <laughs> let's move on you
1: know there was like five years before that that's all right though i like bill hey all right we're at the midpoint in the show Let me come yes to- I'm just going to remind everybody how to follow us and and stay tuned on social media. But when we come back, we do have to talk about faults. We put a pin in that, so we're going to pull the pin out and talk about it. And I do want to I do want to discuss the San Antonio game because with Kawhi Leonard still out, I think it will still be a test. But I'm not sure. It, I think this thing could be a lot closer than it ordinarily would have been. But you know, Hayward is out and Kawhi is out, so we'll just say it's it's an even matchup in that case. But. <laughs> It's not really follow Celtic stuff live on Twitter at CSL underscore tweet live as well as your host. You can follow me at CSL underscore Justin. John is at CSL underscore Duke the entire CLNS Media Network is at CLNS Media and the Facebook page facebook.com slash CLNS fans. Download the CLNS Media app for iOS and Android. Just go to your app marketplace and search CLNS Media. We've got a new website that's going to be released very soon. We're very excited about that. I think everybody will enjoy it quite a lot. The new format is pretty slick. And CLNS Radio's YouTube channel, youtube.com slash CLNS Media for a high definition, full length, locker Room interviews and the Garden Report with the cast of characters, the owner, Nick Gelso, Jimmy Toscano, the young guy, Traggs, the sage veteran, and then Josue Pavon, the man who asks questions in the playoffs that people don't want to answer.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right, Steve. Anyway, here we go. Let You want to ta- start with Fultz or do you want to preview San Antonio and the rest of the week?
0: Let's go Fultz. Let's talk okay. about, let's talk about. I'm going to let uh, you
1: just kick that right off.
0: A one time potential Celtic. I mean, look, I, you live down there, so you're hearing all of this. Let's, let's talk about, I want to, I want to pull out a small piece of this and, and then we'll talk about Fultz in, in terms of the player. And, and so obviously Markel Fultz, fair chance. We all thought he's going to be a Celtic. Unquestioned number one, you know, going into the, the draft lottery. And, you know, we were fans of, you know, Tatum and and Jackson had some, you know, there was some buzz there, but, but really, you know, Fultz was the name. Things fall apart. Everyone's asking questions. Why did Danny take, you know, Tatum instead of Fultz? I mean, even to this day, we had, uh, you know, the, the, the knuckleheads, the, the, the zookeepers there on 98.5 the sports hub talking about how, uh, you know, well, Danny, why did you take Markel Fultz? Uh, why did you trade away Markel Fultz for Tatum? I mean, it's like, it's over. Enough. We've seen enough. Tatum was the guy. <laughs> what I don't understand is, the The Philly media of uh, and mostly them being in indoctr- you know involved in the ringer uh, the ringer having started by you know former Boston sports guy Bill Simmons um, hires a lot of Philly guys and so they put together this this pretty interesting little thing of what have we learned in the first you know week or whatever of the NBA season? And they spend the whole time basically talking about Simmons and Embiid and Fultz. I mean, were it not for Kevin O'Connor, former Celtics Stuff Live guest, uh, good guy, smart guy, the best they have there at the ringer. It would have been a complete, you know, Philly washout. Best rookies out there. You wouldn't even know that Tatum exists were it not for uh, Kevin O'Connor. There's just this Philly nonsense going on out there. Everyone's excited for Philly. What have they done? I mean, it's a joke. And now, now. They
1: can't stay healthy. I think they that, can't stay thing. I would be so frustrated. Oh and you're God. right. I do live down here and I got a bunch of neighbors who are 76ers fans. And, and I do see the interest in rooting for that team. If they're healthy yes. and they grow together, they will be very exciting. And Embiid is, you know, he's Embiid. And, and so Fultz Amazing. is kind of still an unknown. A lot of it, too, because of the college selection, right? But right. it's the health that's such a question mark. Simmons couldn't stay healthy. and Embiid couldn't stay healthy. And then this is the way that Fultz kicks off, you know, his campaign, his rookie campaign. I just would be, as a Phillies, if I mean, as a 76ers fan, I would be really frustrated. This would bother me because the trust, the process, and the losing, A – you know they're still not necessarily going to be a playoff team because the players are so young. It's just the way it is, but you want to start seeing some wins rack up, and you want to see these young players playing together, and so for Fultz to to suffer this injury, I mean, the J.J. Reddick thing, though, that's what everybody's excited about. <laughs> it is so funny, but everybody down here is like, thank God we finally have a veteran on this team who can really put the ball in the hoop, and so they they see a change sort of just in the way that the team plays and the effort and you know they didn't bring in Reddick to just help a young team lose games. So I think that shift in the attitude is buying uh, a lot of time with 76ers fans. Even though, even if the wins aren't racking up, I think they're more patient now because they've been through this trust the process of and you know essentially intentionally losing that they're excited. But I would still if I were them and I'm not but if I were, I would find it incredibly frustrating, this Fultz injury. And I know there's nothing you can do about it, but to, to, to your point, to put Tatum, like, on a complete back burner. I mean, wasn't that the storyline that everybody wanted to bang the drum on this year? Was that trading down and the Celtics had that pick and this and that and all the movement? I yeah. feel like that's a missed opportunity more than anything, just professionally speaking. You know, if you've got a bunch of Philly writers and you've got a Boston writer, they should have been pit up right against each other. Why? Why not feed into that storyline that's going to be playing out for years to come?
0: And if I'm KOC, I'm doing a victory lap. I called this right. He was. He was on. He was waving the the Tatum banner as loudly and proudly as anybody I've ever seen in the pre-draft warmups in a national sense. Everyone else was. All buying in on the Fultz train, and you know, look, a lot of us lapped it up. We were right there, Um but the more that came out, yeah, you know, he was not—he was unwavering in that. Good on Kevin for sticking with it. But let's go to the Phillies, the Sixers side of it. Okay, so let's run it down. We got Noel, we got Embiid, we got Simmons, we got Fultz. Four years of top picks that have now gone down the drain, and so the thing is, I understand from Philly's perspective, we're gonna we're gonna bring Redick in, and we're gonna. Okay, we're going for it now. Embiid's healthy. We're going for it now. Simmons is back. We're going for it now. But you don't lose, you don't take leave of your senses to do that. And what they've done with Fultz and not only having him play through this injury, when he, when you see a, a player of yours shooting a free throw like in that manner, which clearly he's labored, clearly there's something wrong with his form, you shut the guy down and you get him right. There is no sense in messing the guy up. I mean, we're talking about like the Steve Sachs disease type situation. Is this mental? Is there more to it? I mean, thank God it seems like it's a physical thing, but why are you even trying? You're two and four at this point. Shut him down, get him right and get it, get his career going. It just, it boggles the mind what they're doing there. And the fact they'd even play him with this injury. It's, it's malpractice. Um, you know, I know Sam Hinkie got a lot of you know guff, and he should. He, there's a lot of things that didn't work right in terms of the culture of that team. But you can't tell me the Colangelo's have got to figure it out with what they've done with Markel Fultz here. And I feel bad for the guy. I I'm not one of these. Well, you know, forget him. You know, the Celtics got Tatum. Ha ha. Right. You know, we didn't like pick that. him. So good we, on him. Yeah, we I don't want it. Well,
1: you don't want to be better. You want that storyline to Absolutely. play out. I mean, yes, yeah. you want to be on the winning end of that storyline. But right. you definitely don't want an Odin, uh, scenario with that, right? right? Where, oh, we have no idea what Odin would have been because, you know, I, I was Durant and, and you were Odin. Uh, Odin. That's right. And so, you know, with that in mind, it would have been really nice for us to have that debate for years to come, but we, we, we really don't. So we just, you know, have to know that I was probably still going to be right. But anyway, that, you don't want that. What we wanted was a healthy Odin. Who was battling Kevin Durant, you know, in the postseason for years and years and years, and for them to be linked, and that's what you want with Tatum and and Fultz as well. You want them to be linked. You want them to be playing against each other. You want them to be leading their respective teams to some degree in the postseason. And the thing about Philly is, it's got this unique tie with Boston for some reason because Boston's had all these high picks. So it's like two young teams built in completely opposite ways. And so you want those – you want that rivalry. Despite the fact that, you know, Beat LA was chanted for the 76ers in the garden, right, even though there's, you know, there's maybe some brotherly love. Uh, at the same time, you still want, you want that rivalry. You want that back. And you want something unique. I mean, think about the rivalries. It's always New York. It's always New York. It's always New York, right? Let's have a new one. Let's just get a new city to mess with. And, and I, the Philly would be an awesome one as, as the Celtics get younger and pass the torch and stay in the postseason and then they amass all this talent you you would want them to be playing well but you definitely don't want to see somebody like Foltz end up like Odin and definitely not because he's playing when he shouldn't be
0: absolutely and that's that's the thing is is you know you want to see them at their best you want to take them on at their best you want to do with what, what you can and Philly is mismanaging this yet again and you wonder how long it's going to take before something else goes wrong you know this is Noel was was kicked to the curb basically they got two second rounders for him. I I or you know very low for what he was as a number 6 pick. I'm just saying you're right. Let's let's get something going. We have the thing going with Washington. We'll see if that has rekindled uh that team is um you know tied for first just like the Celtics but you know a tough loss against the Warriors after being up 20 at the half. So but I really dislike the Washington Wizards, so it's a little bit different right now. That I'd say probably Philly's a little bit more like the kid brother that you want to be more than uh, – that you really don't think has a chance to be. No, you, you the want Washington them to Saints grow right
1: into a competitor so right. that you can have that. And you're right. It's Washington right now. It's funny that the Raptors never really – as much as that team – had kicked our heinies the last two years, it still was never really a budding rivalry. There was no heat in those matchups at Mm -hmm. all. But in the Washington, there's plenty of heat. And with the 76ers, there's not, but that's just because the two teams are in complete different levels of
0: ability. But And their best best players aren't playing. (laughs) Or play one out of, like, the five games they play against each other. Like, it's just...
1: But if they were competitive and then I think, I think that that could have some real teeth to it. I think that could get chippy. So Mm -hmm. you wanted to. That's what's exciting. Let's preview the week before we get to the, you know, too much time and we're cramming it in at the end. Let's talk about the first off the Spurs game, right? So if we look at, if we look at the week to come, we've got the Spurs on Monday. We've got the Kings on Wednesday. I do love the lack of back to backs. I will just tell you. I, yeah. I, it's nice. Then on Friday, they uh hit the road and play the Thunder. And then next Sunday, the Orlando Magic, who they currently share the top seed with uh, a few other teams as well in the Eastern Conference, as you astutely mentioned earlier. But that's a pretty good week. We didn't make predictions all last season. We predicted the week ahead. We didn't do that last week. But the team... Yeah, we did. Well, yeah, we didn't we did. really we didn't nail the number down. We looked at the week okay. ahead, right. but we didn't right. make predictions. Right. And I just want to Fair get enough. back into the predictions. So, Let's I think you and I it. thought it was 2 and 1 with a possibility of 3 and 0, oh, but we never really said yes. it. We just said, "Hey, we got two lemons and we got a team who just beat us, so hopefully with a little bit of revenge and we said that yes. Brad having some time to strategize, he'd probably sneak a win. They might go yeah. 3 and 0." Oh. That's how we characterize it. Now, we're just going to go straight up and lay it right out there. I'm going to say the Celtics won four games in a row. I actually think they can play this uh, Spurs game pretty competitively, and I think they could sneak a win. I just don't think they will. Um, I'm not sure that this is a team that's ready to just rattle off five, six, seven, eight straight. I just don't think they've quite gotten good enough. And – I'm waiting for like the real down night, the flat performance by the entire team, because we haven't seen that yet. You almost think that they've been motivated by the Hayward thing, that that has somehow charged them out of the gate to have a chip on their shoulder. Instead of feeling out each other and feeling out the season, it's almost like his injury immediately made them aggressive. They had to compensate for the loss of that player. I like the way that the teams responded, but – they're due for a flat effort. I don't I'm not saying it'll be against the Spurs, but I am saying that they may just not be ready to to win, you know, so many four games in a row, five games in a row, six. That's going to be tough. So, and and I don't you know, as much as as much as the Thunder, you know, are kind of got this weird cast of characters that isn't coming together quite the way you would hope. You're looking at Westbrook and He's kind of still doing Westbrook things. I think he wants his teammates, his new teammates to be involved, but he's also knows how to win and has done it on his own. <laughs> so uh, that's a weird chemistry thing, but I, I think, I think they're going to take that one too. So I'm going to actually say two and two this week. I think they get the wins against Sacramento and Orlando, but I think uh, they kind of go on and off, off night, on night, off night, on night, and they lose against the two Western conference teams.
0: I'm going to go three and one. And, wow. yep, yep. And here's why Marcus Smart. Cause when Marcus Smart plays in Oklahoma City, Marcus Smart plays like an all star. And I fully predict that he's going to go to Oklahoma City and in the middle of a contract year, by that time, his ankles should be feeling better and go off for 25 and 10. And it's eight. You're right. He's mini, he's
1: mini Westbrook every time he's in Oklahoma City. You're right. Absolutely. Definitely can't sleep on Marcus Smart in OKC.
0: OKC and in Dallas, you can, you can. Put the money on the table because you know you're collecting. The dude is just absolutely nails when it comes to those, those games. So I am going to say, do you they're you think gonna he looks tanks. up to
1: Westbrook? Do you think that's why he always plays no. so well against them? Like, what is no, the deal no, no. there? I mean, don't Texas makes twisted, sense. Man. He's going home, man. Don't get it, twi-
0: don't get it Excellent twisted. Poll.
1: Excellent pull. Excellent pull. Even if we do get it twisted.
0: Yeah. It's, you yeah, know, yeah. but. But tell me, like, what do you think it is? What is
1: what is the OKC thing? Why there? Home,
0: it's home. It's 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 uh, you know it's going back to Oklahoma State. It's Dallas is going home. I think he just there's a familiarity there that he loves, and I think that's that there's that triggers him to uh, to do great great things. You know, in the same way that it triggers him at the end of the game, he feels at home. So I'm just gonna get the game saving rebound. You know, let's pray he's never in. Let's well, he does. pray.
1: Let's pray he's never in another uniform other than the Celtics' uni. Because he oh he'll attack Boston the exact same way.
0: Oh yeah, he, he'll <laughs> he'll be a killer. For he won't sure. Kelly yeah. Olynyk us. You know he'll Marcus
1: Smart at OKC <laughs> or Texas us.
0: Yeah, yeah. I you know I I do want to talk absolutely. I think I want to talk a little bit about the Spurs game because I think that's a game. Um, they're going to throw some bigs at us. Um, their wings aren't all that strong. And I think that's a game that Kyrie could do really well in. Uh, DeJounte Murray has had a really good start to the year. He's a guy who uh, I think would have been um, the player I was hoping they'd get, you know, you know, maybe instead of RJ Hunter. Um, but, you know, those things you can't really worry about. But DeJounte Murray has really kind of taken his game to the next level and as an athletic, bigger point guard, kind of revitalized the Spurs a bit. However, (laughs) he's going up against Kyrie Irving, I think. I think Kyrie's going to have a big game against the Spurs on Monday. I don't think it's going to be enough, but I think that that's going to be where the Celtics are going to have to – Make their, uh, make their bones because the bigs are going to, I think they're going <laughs> to San Antonio bigs, LaMarcus Aldridge is having a good year. They got Gasol. I think they're going to have a good run over there. Can the kids, can the kids find a way to win their matchup? Can they, can, can they get ahead of Danny Green? You know, can they make that? You know, Rudy Gay, can they, can they win those matchups? If Tatum and Brown could kind of find something of the form that we saw, not only against the, the Knicks, but maybe or even earlier against the Bucks and, uh, uh against, uh, I'd say the Cavs, they got a shot. They could win that game. I'm just, I'm not feeling it. I feel like the Spurs are going to be too cohesive. And I'm, as you said a little bit before, I feel like When, when Hayward went out, they've pulled together, but they still haven't really figured out how to mash really well. I think Horford and and Irving are finding that, but they haven't figured out how to get the ball to to Jalen Brown at all. That guy, he was, I'm not even sure he was missing shots, but it wasn't even like he was part of the offense for good parts of the game against the Heat. Yeah, it starts
1: with his three pointer. If he's, if he's hitting, if he's hitting the three, the rest of it sort of evolves. But I think the issue primarily is that he works best you know, in transition too. And if they're not, if they're not getting out in transition when he's out on the floor, it's a lot tougher for him to, to do that. He does get to the free throw line, even though he didn't have a great game in Miami, all of his offense came from forcing things at the rim. You know what the experiment they could have done if Gordon Hayward was still here was they could move Gordon to the 2, leave Tatum at the 3 like they're playing him now, but he would have been at the 4, and I believe he would have still been in the starting lineup if Hayward were healthy. But what they could have done was flip Brown to the 4 and have him work more in the post. His rebounding and his ability to draw contact and get to the line is really strong. And he did play well last season when they, when he had some of those dry spells. I mean, I know he had a nice stretch in Avery Bradley's absence, but when he kind of had a dry spell, they'd play him at the four and have him do some of the work on the boards, et cetera. And that always kind of spurned him on. And I, I don't feel like they have that luxury right now. They just don't have somebody else. They could put Terry Rozier out there, but it just changes a lot of the rotations and what they're trying to do. And I don't, I don't think that's how they want to attack it.
0: But Terry's that cooled would off have been quite the a way. bit. He's cooled no, off I, a ton. I think no, but you're right though. I think that's a good point. You, you know, you go smaller and you use Brown Tatum Hayward uh with Horford and, and spread it out. Baines this is the thing, like Baines is really good defensively, he's good on the boards, you need him to uh to handle the bigger bodies out there, but his presence does clog things up quite a bit. There is a lot less room right now for Kyrie to drive. And that I think is a bit of the problem in terms of the offensive cohesion. They don't have enough inside out. They don't have enough people driving. And that's one thing I would say about Brown is you know he told he said he told the Abby Chin after the game, you know, they they can't stay in front of me. Nobody can stay in front of me. Well, how about you show that? Because right now what's going on is he, you're right. He's taking the three and that's it. It's over. Like he's got to get to the rim. They need him to get inside out. They need Tatum going inside out. They're going to move the ball and drive closeouts and find ways to but get But you to make the a great point about the inside. They need to make that defense, you know, accordion go in and out, in and out. And what's happening is. They can't do it. And then with Baines in there, it's just that extra piece clogging everything up. Marcus Morris
1: could be a big change for that. When he gets healthy, that could alter a little bit of this. And we've we actually just got a couple of minutes left here. I wanted you to clarify on your prediction. You said they'd go 3-1, and but you didn't say which team. And I'm believing you insinuated it was the OKC game is the win and the Spurs might be the loss.
0: That's right.
1: Is that is that that's where you're at? Yeah.
0: And that I think and that's making a big assumption saying they're gonna beat the uh tied for number one Orlando Magic, who have played pretty spirited ball here so far. You're absolutely right though. Three and one, the loss is going with the Spurs game on Monday night. All right. Well, I'm
1: with you, but I think they're going to drop both. It will be great to see Marcus Smartback and OKC. That is going to do it for this week's show. The broadcast will be available on demand on the CLNS Media Mobile app. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at CSL underscore Justin and at CSL underscore Duke. A heartfelt thank you to everybody for tuning in. And remember that you can help support the show by subscribing to Celtic Stuff Live on iTunes and Stitcher. We'd love it if you gave us a rating and a review because your feedback is important to the show and a quick reminder that you've got to listen to us every single week that's right every monday morning and most importantly you'd be supporting the entire clns media network so be look on the lookout for the new website it's going to be very nice for staff writer samuel elias executive producer larry h russell the founder of clns media nick jelso and my co-host john duke i'm justin poolin thank you for listening to this week's edition of celtic stuff live
0: Celtic Stuff Live